Hey, it's David here. And this is Rob. We are the hosts of a brand new podcast called Totally 80s and 90s Recall. If you love all things 80s and 90s from music and movies to television and pop culture, then this is the podcast for you. Join two Gen X dudes every week as we revisit and discuss all of our favorite things from when we grew up in the 80s and 90s for a fun and nostalgic look back at two of the best decades. So come and listen for yourself. We promise you'll have a great time and then go subscribe to Totally 80s and 90s Recall on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Holy crap. Lawrence <laughs> Gowan from Sticks is playing. Yeah. 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 There it is again. And then it goes into. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can never unhear that. That's fun. <laughs> That might be the greatest thing that has ever happened on this show. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? what's happening hot stuff so i'm very excited to be here this week on the mixtape podcast i'm jason emmett i'm casey masterpiece and i'm twisted kid matt we are here this week and we are going to give to you an awesome interview just a fun freaking time matt and i had speaking to Lawrence Gowan from Sticks, the band Sticks, not the river, the band. Uh, God, we'll get into it here in a second. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the band before we go into the interview. But how much fun was that shit, Matt? Uh, it was extremely fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, just had had a, a little bit of a mind blowing moment. At yeah. one point, which uh, you've already you probably heard at the beginning heard. of this, but we'll, we'll yeah. give a little more detail on that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, our little preambles, but yeah, yeah, he was great, and uh, we we want to thank them so much for coming on and for all the guests we've had that have come on the yeah. show and talked to us. Uh, don't worry, we have more lined up and some really fun and interesting interviews coming up. Uh, but thank you, everyone who who uh, goes and listens to those episodes. It means a lot. Uh, Sticks is going to be touring this summer, which you're going to hear him talk about. So if you have the chance to go out and see him, you should. Yeah. You also he will hear me talk in the interview a little bit about the Billy Idol concert that I was going to go to that night. I've been. I went. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. Had a really good time. Billy Idol is uh, fun. And I will tell you right now, I totally appreciated it. He said, you know, we got our new L or EP out and uh, we'll play a couple songs of that. He's like, but I won't torture you too much with new stuff. I'll play the stuff you want to hear. <laughs> and he did. Uh, he brought sure. it, and he was great. Um, Kelsey Kramer opened for him, and uh, she's from New Zealand. Never heard her before. She was wonderful. She was great. And uh, before the show started, we didn't know who was opening, and we go up to the merch booth, and uh, 
I said, well, Kelsey Kramer's opening. Stu said, how you know? I said, because uh, there are Kelsey Kramer shirts, and one of them says, the shirt says, who the fuck is Kelsey Kramer? And I was like, I hope she's good because uh, That's amazing. that shirt is genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, for, for a split second when you said her name, I thought you said Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer opened. You know, I kind of like pictured like a weird love child between Kelsey Grammer and Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, dear yeah, Lord, Niles. Just, Niles. He Niles. only comes out and does oh, the name song from Frasier. <laughs> well, I'm having eggs. I don't. I didn't watch Frasier. I don't toss salad and Mr. Belvedere eggs and, and Frasier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, a little foreshadowing. Hey, everybody, tune in next week for our '80s TV theme song episode. Yeah, a little foreshadowing yeah. there. Um, yeah. I didn't watch uh, Frasier, so I didn't like the show. I loved Frasier on Cheers. I didn't care for Frasier on Frasier. So. Yeah, weird just thing. doing his job, living his life, telling his dad mm. to get out of the chair once in a while, or he's going to get bed sores. <laughs> that, that was the show. Pretty much, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Um, Last week, we mentioned a contest, and that starts this week. We are doing a contest. Um, We are going to talk about it on social media, but you're going to get your first clue here, so social media is going to let you know. So if you haven't listened to this episode, you're not going to get the first clue. So hopefully you've come here and are now listening to this episode. We're going to release a uh, clue over the next three weeks. This episode, the one after, and the one after that. Uh, you are going to have to figure out the clue, give us the information from each clue, and if you're the first person to do that, you're going to win. That's it. It's as easy as that. So the question might come from some of you out there in listening land. What, pray tell, do I win? There will be fabulous prizes filled with n no money, just some prizes. Just, um, just prizes. So let's talk a little bit about it. Here's it's how not you that just, disappointing. It's actually pretty cool. Here's but, how... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's how you can participate. Uh, and a little bit about the rules. Over the next three episodes of the show, we're going to drop a clue. It won't be hidden. We're going to be very clear that we're dropping the clue. But you have to figure out what we're trying to tell you with the clue. Those three clues are going to lead you to a final phrase. The first person to tell us all of the answers via email, you can do that at yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com, or voicemail, 513-437-2377, you're going to win the prize package, and you're going to win the coveted title of the Mixtape Pop Culture Champion of 2023. That's what you're going to get. So, you want to know what your prizes title. are going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're really playing for. That's You want the title, right? That's yeah. what everybody wants is the title. Here's what you're going to get, though, on top of that wonderful title. You're going to get a mixtape keychain, which are pretty badass. I have one. Love them. I, I yeah. actually do love it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Kevin, you got one, I yeah, believe. I think we all got okay. one. Yeah. yeah. But, but we're the awesome. only people that have them. Yeah. So you would be, you know, you'd You're, be special. They're in very exclusive club. Yeah. On this. You yeah. would also receive a vinyl sticker. This is like a vinyl sticker you could put it like on a car or whatever, that kind of vinyl, not like, you know, just I have one sticker. on mine. I have one that's on mine. Um, I'll even give you a glow-in-the-dark one if that's what you want. you got to let me know, but we'll talk about it. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to get a regular one. But I don't care. I'll give you a glow-in-the-dark one. You get a vinyl sticker. You get the keychain. You're going to get a T-shirt. 
You'll get a T-shirt. That's cool, too. You're going to get a, a mixtape yeah. T-shirt. And uh, we'll probably throw in a couple little fun pop culture-y type items just for shits and giggles. You know, I might throw those in as well. So, again, all three clues. Uh, tell us what our final thing is, and uh, that's and let it be the first, and that's how you win. So, we're going to start this week with clue number one. That's right. Clue number one. <clears throat> Ready for our clue. Clue number one. The episode was 95. But according to Billboard, it was 94's most sold. There was an album with the same name as the most sold. But you should focus your attention on the album, not the song. Hmm? Very tricky, right? Again... Remember, you're listening to the Mixtape Podcast. The episode was 95. <laughs> but Billboard Should said it was... give you a pretty good place to start. But Billboard yeah. said it was 94's most sold. There was an album with the same name. You should focus your attention on the album. That's your first clue. Next week, there will be a follow-up clue. The week after that, there will be a third clue. If you get all those, you'll know what we're going for. Give us the answer. Win the cool shit. That's what we're doing. Uh, with all that being said, let's talk for a few minutes. Uh, well, let's go ahead and kick off and give you our uh, social media stuff here. It's a good place for it, I think. And we'll come back. Yep. We're going to talk a little bit about the band Sticks, and then we're going to give you the interview. So let's go ahead and drop in that social media now. You guys rock, and we want you to come hang out with us on all the cool social media places. We're on Facebook. Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. We are on TikTok as the Mixtape Podcast. Twitter mix underscore tape underscore pod. Instagram, the underscore mix underscore tape underscore podcast. We have an email, your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. A voicemail line, 513-437-2377 or 513-HURAD77. And there is always the website, www.themixtapepod.com. Just go there and all those things are really easy to get to, like you can just click them. We also have an amazing YouTube channel where we do all the crazy twisted kid videos. Search the handle, the Mixtape Podcast over there. Look, you guys are rad, but if you come chill with us online, you will be even more rad. Go, check it out, interact, be awesome, stay awesome. Alright, hope you guys are ready to rock out. Uh, like I said, we had the opportunity, Matt and I had the opportunity to sit down with Lawrence Gowan from Styx, and uh, it was cool, man. Like, we never know uh, what, like, we, we want to talk to these people. We reach out to to most of the people. Every once in a while, we get lucky. Um, this one was a luck. We reached out regarding somebody else that hopefully we're going to have on the show soon, and uh, we're working on that right now. And while we were working with... Um, the uh, PR company that we are working with, um, we were asked, hey, you know, Styx is, is, they're going out concert. They're going on a concert tour. Uh, would you be interested in talking to Lawrence Gowan? And we're like, uh, 
Are you yes. freaking yes, kidding? Absolutely. I mean, I would have asked if I'd have known you were repping them in the first place. So yes, one hundred percent. Oh my God, yes. And but we didn't. We don't really know. Like what? Okay, what are we gonna? What are they gonna be like? Where you know, Matt and I and Kevin have joked many times. So far, we haven't run into anybody on the show. We haven't been happy that we talked to when we were done. But right. sometimes, you just get one, and you're like, that wasn't just great. It was better than I could have mm-hmm. ever expected. Yeah. And Lawrence was like that. He was fun and personable and goofy and joked around with us and just has that kind of uh, personality that you're like, I yeah. want to hang out with this dude. Like, this dude yeah. is fun. Busting um, my balls a little bit for uh, not being able to make it to their concert in Kansas City. Well, that but... was part of the fun about him, right? He, yeah, he, he's great. He just acted like a friend. Like, he just... Yeah, was cool. Like he busted our balls, and he was in on the jokes. He was, yeah. he was, he was great. Um, but let's talk a little bit about sticks before we give you an interview. In case you don't know who sticks are, I mean, don't or you've been living. Yeah. Uh, they're legendary. It's sticks, man. They formed in Chicago back in 1972, and then throughout the 70s, they released an album almost every year. Um, in 1973, they give us sticks two. Uh, they had their first mega hit, which was Lady, that came off sticks two. Uh, then in 1977, they gave us The Grand Illusion, which I have on vinyl currently. Uh, okay. And that's the song that everybody really kind of, ooh, you know, Come Sail Away. Everybody knows Come Sail Away, and that was off Grand Illusion. And then we get Pieces of Eight and Blue Collar Man and Renegade are off that one. Um, Babe uh, was on Cornerstone in 1979. I mean, the band itself was a juggernaut, right? They just, yeah. they came and they, they literally have never stopped. Well, let's let's just pause for a second and how many well-known songs have you listed and you haven't even touched on any of the albums that came out in the 80s no this is just the 70s this is just the 70s and they are still touring and they never stopped so yeah in total and i think we talk about it with him i think they have they've had 17 albums and the most recent one just came out not not that long ago so it's they just they don't stop man um Eight songs that hit the top 10 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. 16 top 40 singles. Uh, between 1972 and 19 and uh, 2021, they've had, like I said, 17 albums. And they're touring right now. I've seen them in concert years ago. Uh, I think I talked to Lawrence about that. I, I saw them years ago. You know, uh, they're great. And they're still out there and they're still doing it. And what's more important is they're still killing it like their sh- their live shows are fun as hell to watch they still put on a hell of a show they release an album in 2021 and it goes platinum so it's not like they're you know mailing this shit in at this point they're no they're still putting on the full show and giving us great albums so yeah it was it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> uh lawrence has been with them for going on 25 years um like I said, he was cool as hell. We were honored to have him on the show. Uh, yeah, he was great. And before he was with Sticks, he was a solo artist. We talk a lot about that. A Canadian solo artist. He was pretty big. He won a Casby in Canada. Um, he's great. So we talked to him about a lot of that. Um, as things were going on, he was uh, watching the coronation. Uh, so that'll give you a little time frame, and that uh, yeah. plays out in the show in a fun yeah. and just awesome, awesome way. So, uh, I'll tell you real quick some of the members of the band, in case you don't know. Um, 
Chuck Panazzo played bass. Um, James Young was on guitar. Tommy Shaw, guitar and vocals. And uh, Matt Raz is a little on Tommy Shaw. <laughs> we had fun. Did I? You asked him, and you were like, just tell him to do. Oh, I forget what you told him to do. You told Lawrence to tell Tommy. So it's all in the interview. It's in there. You're like, tell him to do this. It, it was fun. I mean, we're. It was, oh, okay. Yeah, nothing I mean. Like, I can't remember exactly. What I know there was something involving his Muppet selection. That's what it was. You or were like, him. tell yeah. him or ask him what his favorite Muppet or something yeah. like that. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I, I lost track. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I do that a lot. It's okay. Uh, luckily, I don't think I do that during the interview at all. It was just, it's just a really good interview. Like I said, it was just really uh, comfortable and fun. I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy it. Uh, but I think he can speak better than we ever could. Obviously, going to be more eloquent than me. Because <laughs> God knows I can't get words out, which is just great mm-hmm. that I do a talk show. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and kick off that interview, and then we'll come back right after that and give you our closing thoughts. So here is our interview with Lawrence Gowan. By the way, I'm Jason, and that's Matt you hear on the other end there. So. Hello. Hi, Jason. First off, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, we just kind of wanted to get a little bit of information about your early musical influences. So, uh, like millions of musicians today on the, on the planet, my moment when I wanted to become a musician was when I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. So, oh, that, yeah. that's a very common answer. But it was, um, that, but it's the truth. I mean, I saw it, and I kind of suddenly felt, I'm not even sure what the hell these guys are doing, but I want to do it. It's, it's, it's they're having yeah. amazing fun. And it was that moment when I thought maybe I won't be a Toronto Maple Leaf after all. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised how many people have cited uh, the Beatles as their oh, influence. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I can't imagine someone not citing them. You know, anyway, that anyone that's in a rock band for yeah. the last 50 years anyway. Well, um, we've, we've had some others that are, kind of surprising but we'll get to we'll get to that a little bit later on in the interview (laughs) so especially especially for drummers they've had a very specific answer yeah yeah obviously the dave clark five yeah i understand oh yeah yeah that that, no uh, mostly uh the muppet show is mainly what (laughs) we get we get it a lot (laughs) yeah we really do i think that's uh, understandable as well i do too um i grew up on the beatles myself my mom uh was a huge uh Beatles fan and uh, Matt and I grew up with a lot of musical influences in our lives, yeah. um, either being in bands or being around bands. And I grew up, uh, my parents were in classic rock bands and my uh, stepfather owned a recording studio. So I was always around it. Um, so it's kind of hard to not, like you said, to not have the Beatles as a musical influence. They, they, they were just sort of the zeitgeist, you know, um, I, I recently got to go see Rain, which uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's a yeah. Beatles tribute thing, and yeah. they do it from the beginning, from the Ed Sullivan show all the way up through through like Abbey Road, and right. they, it was for me uh, sitting there and watching the whole Ed Sullivan thing. I I told the person I was with at the time, I said, you know, this is the closest that I'm going to get to experience to what my mom experienced getting to watch. The Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and I actually <laughs> teared up a little bit because I felt like an, an emotional connection to what my mom. Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> it's a little bit like a um, 
you know, some of those um, Civil War reenactments. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wow. You know, because I, I've I go I've been to a lot of the you know, graveyards or the various sites of yeah. the Civil War in America because we didn't really study that in Canada uh, growing up. Um, we studied about more about how the British Empire was uh, was the best thing ever. Anyway, uh, the uh, when I when I've I've never been to one of those reenactments, but I know they can get they can actually get to uh, to an emotional level where yeah. you feel like oh this is the closest I'll get to actually witnessing the history other than just reading uh, you know a brief little epitaph on a, on a gravestone. So yeah, there you go. Well, it's cool because yeah. we get to talk to you, so we get to. Uh live vicariously through you guys through other stuff that we find to be kind of legendary <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um i mean you know you're obviously you're from canada um you had a fairly successful solo career early on you even won a casby right so uh, yeah i uh, okay so technically to just just like right i'm actually from scotland I was oh okay scotland, but i grew up in canada so i'm very i'm very much canadian um, and I still live in Toronto. I, I live about five miles away from where I spent my youth. And uh, so I'm very much Canadian connected. I guess if people want a background, I've got uh, several multi-platinum albums in Canada. I've had six top 10 songs and, and I had a very, uh, a very ongoing solo career there. And also in, in England when, when, uh, when sticks, you know, uh, asked me to join the band and that was 25 years ago yeah i should, I should uh, sorry i should say that, that my what i was doing in england was really kind of beginning to kind of to uh to click in uh, in the late 90s when i went there and did a, a series of, of tours and uh but it was during that period when uh, when you know i did a couple of shows with sticks where i, where I opened for them and uh they, they saw me and then uh, a couple of years later they asked me to join the band I mean, you had a fairly prolific career. I mean, you got to work with some really cool names even before that, though, like uh, Tony Levin and Jerry Lee Lewis. Can you can you tell us a little what it was like, you know, to work with some of those guys? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I was always a, a huge progressive rock, you know, fan. And when I made my first album, um, it was not a successful album, you know, commercially speaking. But I got to work with some great musicians on that one, uh, fellow Canadian musicians. It was. A, guitarist was a guy named Kim Mitchell, who has a band called Max Webster. They were a very, very popular band there. Uh, and But then uh, when I came to make my second album, which was called Strange Animal, I really wanted to work with musicians that would, um, I was trying to really kind of transition from that, that 70s mentality, uh, prog rock into something that really made sense in the, in the 1980s. And so I happened to be at a Peter Gabriel show. And when I saw the band it's about the third time i'd seen them i realized god if i could only play with musicians like this they would really get it as far as what i was after musically <laughs> and a few months later uh this is a, this is how it unfolded i was with the producer who uh was a guy named david tickle who um, had produced uh, split ends and a couple of other successful records a very young fella and he was doing live sound for peter gabriel but i was he he, he played my demo in the car and uh in his car and it was in Britain and uh, Tony Levin and Jerry Murata happened to be in the car. They liked the demos. And a few months after that, uh, we were in Ringo Starr's home studio. Ringo lived there. Oh, that's awesome. Park. Yeah. It's where John, John made, where John made imagine. And so I was in that studio uh, 
tying this to the beginning of the show, funny enough, I entered the studio on February the 7th. Now, that's, that's an important date because February 7th, 1964 was when the Beatles came to uh, America. And February 7th, 1984, I met Ringo at the door of his own home, <laughs> shook hands with him. Wow. And, and, and it's an astounding story. Even when I say it now, it, it feels like, wow, that actually happened. And I was ushered into the studio and I realized right away, of course, this was the house that John Lennon lived in with Yoko Ono and it's where he recorded Imagine. And I looked at, wow, this is all the gear that they made Imagine on. And we made what was my second album, which was, I said, Strange Animal. And it was a, a triple platinum album in, in Canada. It was only released in Canada, although despite being on Columbia Records. And uh, it, it, it found an audience kind of through import, you know, in various places around the world. <laughs> even, I even got to the point where at one point I was in the 90s, um, I, was in, uh, I was in Israel uh, and uh, Egypt, and I was on a UN tour playing on this little UN tour. And a couple of soldiers came up and they had bootleg copies of that album, just in white in white sleeves uh, that were made in Russia. And so I got to take a look at those. That's so I realized it was it was an odd it's an odd thing that I had su such success in one part of the world. And yet uh, the rest of the world didn't get a chance to really hear it commercially. But that's the way that the major labels operated yeah. in, that, in that time was they, they could they could relegate to what part of the world, you know, they could they control the market is basically what it was. And uh, so I was in part of that uh, whole paradigm. That's really cool. I mean, it came full circle on you there. <laughs> it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Also, yeah. you, you got to kind of feel like you made it when people were bringing bootlegs up to you, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I saw that one. I, I wanted it so bad. I we bet. Did. I really did. And uh, no, he, he wasn't prepared to give it up. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was odd to see that that's yeah. that's pretty amazing i'm actually um uh, getting i am going to see peter gabriel uh, at the end wow. of the summer for the first time and i am super excited like you're gonna you're gonna love it yeah it's, gonna, it's, he's, it's he's one of the greatest you know he'd be in the the, the top three probably of all time concert um he just knows exactly how to present the, you know, a, a rock show that will stay with you for your life. It, it'll, it has a whole emotional uh, connection that you'll, that you'll make with it. And once you've seen his show live, you, all you're going to want to do is go back. Oh, and see that's it. amazing. It's, it's yeah. a bucket list thing for me. See, I've already seen sticks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you know I've got you to. Kick, it's, it's, it's okay to kick the bucket twice. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again. But I'm saying yeah, when, exactly. you, when yeah. you get your list of uh, bands, it's like, I got to, these are bands I really need to try to see. I you know. Um, a few of my favorites, I'm just, uh, unfortunately, you know, as it goes, like I, I, huge cars fan, huge cars fan. And, uh, yeah. you know, Rick Ocasek no longer with us. And, um, I, my favorite band has always been queen and, you know, I'll never get to see Freddie Mercury, but yeah. there, there are still those iconic bands out there that I'm like, all right, when they come through, I got to go see them. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's very wise of you. you yeah. Know, I saw, I saw queen a few times, uh, with Freddie and, uh, we did a tour. Early. I never saw the Cars live, but but we did a tour early on when I was in Sticks so about twenty four years ago. Twenty yeah, twenty four years ago we did a tour where uh, Benjamin Orr was on the tour, yeah. so I got a chance to hear him at least sing a couple of their songs. That's cool. He, he was great. Yeah, I so, got to see you guys play um, Cincinnati probably. 
Right about, I'm gonna guess somewhere around 15, 16 years ago, somewhere in there. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, that's a while ago. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. It's okay. You can come <laughs> see us again. Yeah, you guys are touring this summer, yeah. right? So August second, they're gonna be in Columbus. Yeah, so wow. you guys are gonna be around us. So it's a good deal. Well, yeah. <laughs> and August thirty first, they're gonna be in Canton, Ohio. I'm not sure how close that is to you. So. <laughs> it's a little wow. bit further. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, uh, Jay's in Cincinnati area. I'm in the Kansas City, Missouri area. So, oh, yep. yeah. Okay. So I'm currently looking to see if you guys are flying right over us because it seems like uh, every band does that. Anyway. <laughs> no, no. We normally play in Kansas. We play the Starlight uh, Amphitheater. We oh, okay, okay. Many times. I think I'm gonna have to see that one. Yeah, I've been there a few oh, times. We did, we did it last year. Oh, okay. We last year we did. We're doing a tour with us and our Speed Wagon and uh, Loverboy. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember <laughs> that coming through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wasn't nice. able to make it to it, but yeah, it's okay. And attendance is not mandatory. It was sold out anyway. I just, well, yeah, I yeah. want to I want to stipulate that that empty seat that you left there was filled. That's good. As long as somebody got to use it, you know, so <laughs> it's yeah. good. And then, my my professional seat warmer did their job. Then it was it was yeah. I didn't understand why someone was holding up a sign that said "Thanks, Matt." Yeah, this is this is Matt's seat. <laughs> that's, that's, Matt's, that's a mystery. Matt couldn't be here tonight. You know, yeah. so. Well, Matt, you so, should definitely check them out if you get the, check, the opportunity, man. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. So, but uh, since since we're on the topic of sticks, let's go ahead and talk about them. Um, sure. You got together with them in like what ninety eight, ninety nine, and yeah, I, I opened yeah. the show for them in uh, Montreal when they opened the new uh, Montreal Forum. That's the you know hockey arena. Yeah, and I hadn't opened for anyone in Canada in fourteen years, but the promoter who I'd worked with for a number of years, you know, he he. I, that year I was on tour without my band. I just was touring solo piano and he just had a, a, a strong uh, inkling that if I uh, did that show with, you know, opening for sticks, just solo piano in, in the big arena, that it would work, you know, it would be a nice contrast to, to their that big bombastic pompous show that I loved. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I did that. They saw me play. They saw the audience reaction was, was, uh, was strong and and they um, they wound up watching the show from side stage by the time I was getting up to the uh, to the end of it and then when I came off stage Tommy you know very kind of um, uh, I guess uh, presciently said uh, man that was great we got to work we'll work together again in the future <laughs> not knowing what he was actually you know predicting there you know yeah because when they called in 1999 early 1999 I think it was like February or something like that. Uh, they, <laughs> I immediately assumed that they just wanted me to, to come out and open shows for them, which I thought would be great. Uh, but then, no, they asked me to join the band. And so I'm in year 25 now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, that's a crazy little, uh, origin story. So it um, is, yeah, it is. But you know, it's, it's weird how I'd never heard the expression like attracts like, but we really, yeah. We really did kind of. I, I like them as people. I still like them as people. We had just well, good. A, we had just as good a time last <laughs> night on stage. Uh, we, we were in Philadelphia last night. Just as good a time last night as we did three thousand shows ago. That's great. That's, that's quite a remarkable. That's thing wonderful. To be able to yeah. Say at this point. yeah. 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 You figure you spend. We've talked to you know a few different. Um, artists on the show, and and this has actually come up before with the amount of time you spend and how close. Yeah. you spend with with uh with these guys it's it's a really good thing because at some point you stop being a band and you start being family and you either get along with family or you don't yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and it, it almost becomes oh god there are there are definitely similarities i mean they're 
incredible differences as well. Sure. But, but the um, because people can leave bands or be asked to leave, you know what I mean? That that, that doesn't really happen. Well, I guess it, it does happen in some families, and it's regrettable. <laughs> it's regrettable when it does. But the um, uh, no, no, we something happens when you're when you're young in a band. You know, when you're in your twenties, let's say maybe thirties, you you perhaps take that that relationship a little more lightly you you don't you, you don't see it as as precarious as it can be and therefore you can uh, you can you can ruin it you know very early on and kind of kind of uh, it can be sullied and then it would take a long time to kind of rebuild those yeah. bridges as you get a bit older and i just happened to join the band just at the right age you know i was 41 you know when i joined yeah and uh, i it just you begin to kind of value the the idea of getting on on stage or, or making music with with guys who are really 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 good that you you're you're more readily you're more ready to accept the things about them that um, that in your youth would perhaps irritate you to the point where you'd be like I can't take another moment with this guy <laughs> uh, instead you kind of you kind of begin to embrace those things as part of their personality and part of you know what comes with the overall package. And then it, it almost becomes more like part of the glue that that is very becomes endearing, quite honestly, if you if you look at it in that light. And that I think has happened with us. So it becomes more like a marriage. <laughs> yeah. Well, those was, things uh, that used to get on your nerves become yeah. endearing. And the, only, and, the, and the equivalent of the marriage benefit would be <laughs> when you see when you see the audience all standing up on their feet with big smiles on their faces at the end of the night. That's the um, that would be the surrogate for the <laughs> actual marriage, which has another sort of, sort of payoff. Sure. <laughs> so with with you with you saying that, I mean, kind of leads to the, to our next question. How how has the fan reaction been overall? To um, like I said I saw I saw you guys. Um, yeah. I saw you with sticks. That's when I first got to embrace the band. To be honest, so what has the fan reaction been like? You know, it, it'll, it'll sound like I'm overstating it, and I'm not. It, it's really, it's a pretty over-the-top reaction. I mean, by the time we got into the fourth song just last night, I had to remark right away, I, I love the way you people are really preserving the seats out there because you haven't used them. I mean, the moment we come on stage, they're on their feet. That's cool. They're just so, you know, there's so effusive in their in their, their response, and, and it really is an uplifting experience. I've had... There are times every year we play roughly a hundred shows a year. There are times every year where there are two or three nights where, twenty minutes before the show, I, I don't have it. I don't feel like I want to do it. You know, either I've got, you know, some some little uh, thing that's hurting on my body. You know, I scraped my shin say last night or something. Or what any little thing. You know, or you're just not in the mood because of what's going on in your life. You know, uh, in in real life. There are real life does interrupt on rock and roll every sure. once in a while, as JY puts it. I love that expression, and uh, you know you don't feel it. And then I'll get on, and we'll we'll be about three, four, five songs into it, and I'm suddenly in such a completely different headspace. I mean, this is only about maybe forty minutes have passed between me not feeling up to it or not feeling it, like I want to go out there and and, and perform. And then feeling like this is the greatest place in the world. And what the hell yeah. was I thinking just half an hour ago? What, how could that <laughs> yeah. have ever entered my mind? 
this is this is the greatest place to be and it it speaks to the you know what music does to people you know and how and how as a language Absolutely. as a language it it can bond us very very quickly uh on a level that we'll call it real life just doesn't have the capacity to do so so yeah i mean I kind of, so I'm actually, I'm going to a Billy Idol concert tonight and it always gets me like to, to go on the opposite. Well, not the opposite, but the other end of that, like the fan perspective, I feel very similar where I'm like leading up to the concert. Like we were talking about this the other day, like, um, my wife, my friends, they all get excited, but not me. I don't like the lead up. I'm like, it's the part I can't stand. I hate the driving and the fighting with the fans. I feel all the anxiety. And the second the music starts. Yeah. everything changes and That's i'm right. i'm so excited to be there and like you said this is the greatest place like right now where i'm at experiencing this and and it is it's like this thing that bonds everybody together music is a great equalizer it really is, it is. It so is. it's amazing you know, i i i can relate to what you're saying perfectly even as a as a fan same thing the, the hassle of going to the show and uh, the, there are aspects of it that are just like is this going to be worth it and then you'll find <laughs> as i've found in my life the greatest form of entertainment I've encountered is a great rock show. And the reason I say that is not the emotion of it stays with you. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't dissipate. I mean, I've seen the greatest movies of all time that have such a, a phenomenal punch to them that, and once I've seen them 10 times, I really have kind of, I've, I've kind of reached the emotional apex of what that can give to my life, how that can enrich me. I mean, last night on the bus after the show, Casino was on. Yeah. One of our favorite movies. And I love it. I love it. But Casino then goes away. Uh, uh, and I don't I don't kind of go, oh, I can't wait till the next time I can see Casino. <laughs> it doesn't do it that way. It's it's a different thing. When it comes on, I'm, I'm excited. I go, oh, great. Something good's on. Um, but it's not the same as I, I've used this analogy recently. The last show I saw before 2020 happened was Elton John, the Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. Wow! So I'm I'm in the I'm in the audience, and uh, you know, I saw the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour when I was 15 years old. That that's the actual tour he was on for that album. I was 15, and I was so excited to see him, and he was just great, and just that's all you can say, just absolutely great, and I loved it, and there I was. You know, at the 50th anniversary of that album, right, at the show, I'm at the 50th anniversary of it, and the entire row behind me were teenagers. They were my age, the age I was 50 years ago when I saw the thing, and just being, just sitting down and hearing them behind me singing along to all the songs. I mean, I was, it was a similar experience to actually being on stage where you feel like, wow, I'm 15 years old again. I don't feel any passage of time. I feel the same emotional connection to this. In fact, it's even enriched now because I've had these songs with me as part of my little soundtrack of my life yeah. for all these years. And it's still, and it still does it to me, you know, and I'm sitting there remembering, you know, that the time I saw him here in this arena back when I was 15 and what a, what a, you know, uh, life changing experience that was and how it's affected me, you know, and that's, 
and I can give you lots of examples of that, but you know, we're probably running out of uh, videotape. <laughs> um, it's true though. You know, when I saw, yeah. I remember when I saw sticks again, this was, you know, years ago. So I was a little bit younger, but there were people of all ages and I've been to a few concerts like that. And I think it's a lot of, you know, parents sharing what they loved with their kids. And then their kids kind of like the Beatles for me with my mom. And I think that, that tracks, you know, the kids are then like, oh, this is something we can now enjoy together. And then they'll get to take that with them into the future as well. Music does kind of hold that power, which is. That, that's, a, that's a good perspective, yeah, Jason. That, that's a good perspective. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add something into that. I, from the stage, I saw that parents were bringing, you know, their, their kids or older brothers were bringing their younger siblings or yeah. whatever. Uh, back when I first joined the band. So, you know, in 99, 2000, 2001. And that was kind of the un understood thing. But then by the time it got to around 20, you know, 2009, around there, but just coming up to 2010, I began to notice larger and larger clumps, I'll call them that, in the audience of younger people who were unsupervised. That's cool. You know, <laughs> and were there of their own volition, you know. And I... Then it began to dawn on me that, you know, this music is affecting their lives the way that it affected mine. Just like the analogy I just gave you with the, the, the whole row behind me at Elton John that yeah. being in the teenage years. No one forced them to go to this thing. They're not, they're not there with someone else. This, the music, the last half of the 20th century was dominated by rock music. I, I would easily say it's the great musical statement of those, past 50, those last 50 years of, of, uh, of the 20th century. That music has lasted. We didn't think it would because we thought it was very transient and very, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, would be a short-lived pop life existence. That has not proven to be the case. <laughs> we, we, we now are well into a new millennium, and you know, you're going to see Billy Idol tonight. Yes. <laughs> no, I remember when those records came out. By the way, it is a nice day for a white wedding. But the. But I, I remember him, you know, and I know that you're probably going to concurrent with your own life. Those songs are going to become part of your your thing, you know. Now, the difference is when I was a kid, my mom never took me to a Frank Sinatra concert or, or yeah, I wish she had. But I mean, it's yeah. like that music didn't, the music of the first half of the 20th century, while still very popular, we'll say mostly jazz influenced, still exists today. Why shouldn't it? You know, and people love it. But to the degree that rock music has jumped generations of, you know, incredible enthusiasts, let's put it that way, that's quite remarkable. That's what I've seen. Now, I'm, of course, that's the flag that I'm going to be waving. And a lot of, you know, people listening that love jazz music and musicians uh, could argue that fact because they're, they're just as deeply devoted to that form of music. And, uh, and I happen to enjoy it as well. But it, but rock music and particularly a rock concert, this giant gathering of, of thousands of people that happens uh, is a pretty unique thing to happen over and over and over. It's, it's not like a once a year type of thing. Uh, it, it's, it's ongoing. It, 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 it's, it's every day of the year there are, there are big rock concerts going on everywhere and yep. people are attending them and loving them. Yep, true. Very true. Um, so I kind of want to hit on that real quick before we got just a couple more questions for you. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, I know you were, you're talking about the, the music and, 
I mean, it's iconic. It it really is. Uh, I think there's been total what like seventeen uh, Sticks albums, four of which you've given us. Um, yeah. With the most recent, I believe, being uh, Crash of the Crown. Correct? Is that Crash of, Crash of the Crown came out in exact? We finished it during the the uh, the lockdown year. Yeah, we finished it then, and Universal uh, decided when the moment you guys play live show again, we will release it. And that's what happened. And uh, within like within the first two weeks, you know, Billboard have a, a rock album chart now. And it was the number one rock yeah. album. And God, that was such a, that was such a, if we had caps, that would be a feather in our caps. <laughs> well, being going from a, a, a band that's been around since the 70s and now we're in, you know, the 2020s, what like what about this album what about it is sticks and what about it isn't like what's new and what's like what feels the same what like what can you tell us about the album yeah that's a, that's a great uh, notion to bring up because in the making of the record it's amazing how we're actually kind of riding that um that fence so to speak because we really really want it to connect to the classic albums that they made long before I was in the band in, in the in the late seventies, uh, we wanted sonically and kind of uh, emotionally to kind of connect with those records, so that when you when you listen to Grand Illusion, for example, and then put on something from Crash of the Crown, it's not going to feel like this jarring effect, e- right. even though there are even though there are different members in the band now. You know, my voice being different from from you know Dennis DeYoung's and Tommy Shaw being an older person now, etc., and all those things. And we we really are cognizant of wanting to make it sound and feel as much as possible like it's from that era because that's the sound that people are, have really kind of are drawn to. That's sure. what the audience is drawn to, you know. Yeah. Anyway, at the same time, lyrically speaking and musically, we, we want to be a little bit adventure. Oh, well, not a little bit. We want to be as adventurous as possible and still be within, you know, and still put it through the goalposts, so to speak. And so, you know, we, we're lyrically we're trying to challenge ourselves in a, in a lot of ways. But look, look to the the fact that a lot of sticks lyrics from that era, there's a there's a positive outcome. No matter no matter what subject matter they delve into, there's, a, there's there seems to be a positive outcome at the end. And so we look for that. We look for where that that kind of thread can pull things together. And overall, when we finish Crash of the Crown. Uh, I, I usually use the phrase, it's, it's an album about a spirit of renewal after a cataclysmic event. But the renewal is the part that really is, is what's leaned upon most. So I'd, I would say that that's what connects in a, in a lyrical sense or uh, with, with the early Sticks music. But the, um, but the fact that the band has had to, to go through decades of existence and, and weather all kinds of uh, challenges along the way i think that's reflected as well in the music and some of the subject matter that comes up so that's you know a very broad answer to to a question it's <laughs> fair <a> bit. but <laughs> but it really comes down to the listener do you does this connect to you can you listen to one of your favorite sticks albums from the, their, their classic era and then listen to crash the crown and go yeah like i see where this is has gone and and it makes sense well, See, I mean, apparently the sales say, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Really, and, and quite honestly, the audience reaction to them does the same yes. thing. The fans have spoken. The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> you can listen to both and enjoy them because they're both awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know you said that you guys recorded this like during, you know, kind of the lockdown era and then yeah. 
just released it when you guys started, you know, going back on tour. But uh, do you guys have any more future albums in the works that uh, you might be able to? We just a little bit of exclusive. We yeah, we certainly <laughs> hope we do. We've got we've got new material. We've always got new material, but the timing of everything has to kind of come into play, and how we, uh, you know, how we time everything with the, with the touring the touring schedule. We love everything's built around the touring now because that's that's the one thing that you can't download. Yeah, right? yeah. And so we and that's that's really where for for a band of of this. Um, vintage you know that that's really where where the lifeblood of it is but making new records is is also part of the that's the that, that that's the driving force that makes you want to uh, to continue in a lot of ways because it's 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 the creative side of the band that there's still some more creative there's something still to be kind of brought out of the the the, the tree so to speak you know there's still some 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 fruit to bear yeah. so uh yeah I, I never like predicting anything beyond about the next six months or so. Hey, in, <laughs> in these, in these uncertain times, yeah, it's best not yeah. to do that, to be honest, just, yeah, just like that, go day to day, you know, I, I think that's the best attitude to have quite yeah. honestly. And I, I look at it like, you know, and, and look at all the musicians we keep losing you yeah. know, all, all, uh, these days. And, and so I look at it like every, every day really is, this is going to sound cliche, but you really do. You really do begin to embrace the day. And, and realize that nothing's guaranteed tomorrow. But if tomorrow does come, we got some songs for it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we'll listen to them. All right. So we have our three famous questions that we, oh. we ask everybody mm-hmm. before we let okay. it go. Which, One, uh, by the way, Jay, I'm thinking we might need to include a, a fourth now if uh, anybody's met Ringo. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody else met yeah. Ringo out there? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, these are just the, the more fun questions. We've already kind of hinted at one, but uh, we let Matt those, ask. Those other, those other questions were far from fun. <laughs> oh, well, oh no, these will get, uh, get you. <laughs> these will get, these are ones you've probably never been asked before. Well, maybe. Oh, but- um, if you have, please tell us who asked because we want to talk to them. So what we okay. what we found overwhelmingly is we talked to people. Certain things just kept coming up. So we oh. decided we were just going to ask. So, Matt, okay. why don't you go ahead and ask? All right. So in your long recording career, mm-hmm. have you ever met or had any interaction with David Byrne from the Talking Heads? I have not, unfortunately, because I really loved his Netflix special, um, mm. his live show. I have not. Why, why do you ask that? Uh, well, he's one that keeps popping up on the shows. People <laughs> have run into him like Jay's, was it your aunt? My aunt ran into him on a plane, didn't even know who she was talking to, which uh, yeah. made me super jealous. But yeah. it started with, uh, we were talking to actor Stephen Tobolowsky. And as we're chatting with, so uh, my my actual wedding song was a version of um, "This Must Be the Place," and okay. um, my wife and I are huge Talking Heads fans. And okay. um, what started happening is we started talking to people, and and his name just kept getting brought up without us bringing it up. Yeah. And so we just he just magically seems to appear in people's worlds. He just shows up at shows or. Um, pulls you know, up to you on a bike, pulls a up to you on a bicycle at a stoplight. These are things that have really happened. So we're like, you know, we just got to ask. 
<laughs> I, I hope one day I do get a chance to meet him. And I, if it does happen, I'm going to break. It will probably happen where our bicycles pass. I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're kind of. Professional as well. I, yeah. I, I love riding my bike. And I loved at the end of that, that uh, live presentation that he had, the Netflix series. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I watched it a couple of times. Yeah, that he ends the show by leaving the, the theater, getting on his bike, and riding away. And I thought that was that was really really uh, really good. He's almost like a you know, yeah. political candidate trying to prove how green he was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was he was just. I uh, came across as very authentic and very um, uh, just very imaginative and uh, very creative. And I honestly become a bigger fan. You know, over yeah. the years. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what's happened with me as well. Is like, yeah. as after I've you know I've known Jay for too long, oh, yeah, wow. let's say, and a very a very long time. And over the years, like him telling me how much he loves the Talking Heads has gotten me more into the Talking Heads and David Byrne's career in general. And so it's just kind of fun that he gets brought up just naturally yeah, through these interviews that we do. And yeah. so, like like you said, we just started asking people like, hey, you know, yeah. just in case you you have like, we want to hear the story. I look um, forward to meeting him. That is, let's let's we're we're gonna put this out into the world and make it happen manifest. for both of us. <laughs> like we want to manifest it. Like we want David Byrne to come on our show. We want yeah. you to meet David Byrne. Yeah, and just everybody do know, do a, a cool, cool David Byrne collab movie. and bike ride together. That'd, That'd be, be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. Sticks and David Byrne together. Yeah, that would be awesome. would be pretty cool actually. Uh, yeah, on a tandem bike. It's yeah. kind of yeah. how the other two questions come about too. They yes. were organic at first. They just sort of yes. happened. So, and now we just gotta gotta ask. We so, gotta ask. the next question: Have you ever met or had any experience with Weird Al Yankovic? I have. Oh, okay. What What's the story? One. Yes, I've met him. Yeah, it was at an award show in Toronto. He was there and we were backstage together and I said to him, I went up to him, you know, I shook his hand and I said, I just want to say you've been a huge influence on my music. And he actually was, I, you know, my sarcastic joke. Right. And he, he actually stopped for a second. Like there was a, there was a two second pause and then he burst, he burst out laughing. That's so good. <laughs> and it was a great interaction. It, was, it lasted all of about eight seconds but it was a great interaction and i felt uh, like that was that was really good that's pretty cool that's yeah. awesome we have not had the opportunity to talk to al but we did get to speak to uh jim west his uh, guitar player so we oh, we spoke cool. to him on the show he was a really cool guy so um, yeah. yeah yeah one day one day one day we'll do it so the third weird question mm -hmm. and we kind of hinted at this one a little bit but if you were a Muppet, which Muppet would you be? Oh, yeah. And why? Oh, boy. <laughs> and, yes, this is one that has been brought up just organically yeah. many times. It's It's been Muppet Show or H.R. Puffin Stuff. I think it was what, what it was. Yeah, we get some H. of that, too. Stuff. Great. You know, oh, H.R. Yeah. Puffin Stuff. Get a lot yeah. of that, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I would um... – yeah, that's 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 a great HR puff and stuff. Who, who's your friend when things get rough? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't do a little because you can't do enough. Oh man! <laughs> uh, but back to the Muppets. It's time to. It's time to. You know, I guess. I, I, I guess I'd be mostly a Kermit. Yeah. I do a lot of. I do a lot of the. I do a lot of the intros. I do the band intros on stage, and I kind of feel like. Uh, I kind of. Uh, yeah. 
kind, kind of his attitude and his. Uh, I think his, that's fair. His, his yeah. ways. Although I do eat a lot of cookies, I'm just going <laughs> to admit that. So see, well, that that's another thing we found that nobody is a hundred percent one muffet. Everybody's There's always two. a blend, yeah. and a blend of Kermit and Cookie Monster is, is awesome. just perfect. Yes. Uh, what what did you say the mine was, Jay? I think it was your Rizzo, Rizzo the Rat, rat. <laughs> and everybody's and, a little Gonzo. I think yeah. everybody's a well, little Gonzo. I know you can't see me, but right now I'm more dressed like Miss Piggy, so that's fine. <laughs> Right. I love it. We have a Miss Piggy on the show too. Yeah, we have a oh. Miss Piggy that uh, is part time part time host. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a Kermit Gonzo, uh, no. straight up a Kermit Gonzo. Oh yeah, I we'll see. Yeah. 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 What would what do you think Tommy would be? Oh boy, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know JY would be Big Bird. Uh, I... <laughs> That's our second Big Bird. <laughs> We've had Jim. We've had uh, Jim West said said he'd be Big Bird as well. Yeah, Yeah. Tommy might be a tougher one. He might be. uh, He might be a little. He might might be a little Oscarish. Nice. (laughs) No, no. Sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to. uh, Oscar's the guy in the garbage can. Who's who's the red? The little red guy. Elmo. Oh, Elmo. I'm more of an Elmo. He's (laughs) Elmoish. Yeah, that's he's Elmo-like. That is fantastic. <laughs> but but what would be even better is if and it was an Elmo and Oscar the Grouch combo. Combo that'd be great. Yeah, that would be. Well, he has his days. Well, that's, yeah, that that would be the bipolar aspect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So much fun. Um, oh man. Well, we have but one more thing to ask you, and that's basically uh, where folks at home can kind of follow, uh, where they can find out more information, and where they can find some tour dates since you guys are out on tour this summer. Yeah. So it's um, if Kermit the rock star, if Kermit were a rock star dot com, uh, is there whatever I mean? You should buy that domain tonight. Yeah. I was like, please do that. Hang on. I'm going to, I'm going to search that for you right now. Yeah. If Kermit um, were a rock star dot com. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So sticksworld.com is the, is the place where that's the central hub where you can really, from, from there, you can spin off into, into a, a million rabbit holes of what's going on with the band, but sticksworld of one word, uh, .com is the best. And if, if people are interested in my solo stuff, it would just be gowan.com. Just look up gowan, G-O-W-A-N. And if you see a guy that's on a spinning keyboard or wearing a kilt or stuff like that or you know, <laughs> multicolored hair you you've hit on the right guy uh, uh, obviously when we put this episode out for our listeners there will be links in the show notes so you can click directly on it and yeah. go go right to this stuff okay. so and uh, also if Kermit were a rock star.com is available for purchase <laughs> so you can go ahead and do that right now so. <laughs> you know what I think it should be Kermit is a rock It's true. Ooh, I'm going to check that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Kermit is a rockstar.com. Uh, we have had an absolute blast talking with you. I'm so glad that you came on the show. Uh, yeah, me too. I want everybody to go out and, and, and check them out while they're touring this summer. I'm telling you guys, you will not regret it. It's been a little while since I got to see you guys. So I'm hoping I get to go see you again, but it was so much fun. And you did not disappoint. You were a blast Good. to talk to on the show. Okay. Yes. Thank okay. you very Let's much. Talk to you guys. Uh, sorry. I'm just <laughs> no, I loved it. God's sake. No, that hey, I I I thought for a second I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that was the first time anybody's actually performed music on the show. Yeah. I, 
I'm a huge fan of geek culture-related shirts and clothing, so for me, BustedTees.com is a no-brainer. They have pop culture reference shirts, hats, stickers, socks, and more. And they're really cool. Like, seriously, cool. And here's the best part. You can go and grab your Star Wars or Harry Potter or video game Star Trek-themed gear, and we can get you a discount. It's actually a pretty beefy discount, if I do say so. At checkout, just enter my name, Jason, and the number 25945 in the spot where it tells you to enter a code. It's pretty obvious. You'll see it. That's Jason25945, all like one word. You'll get cool apparel, catch a nice break on the price, and you'll be helping out the show too. So it's a win-win-win. There's a link on our website, www.themixtapepod.com, or you can just head straight over to bustedtees.com. Discount code JASON25945. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. All right, hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed uh, doing it. I mean, yeah... I, I think uh, I talked to Stewie because, like, right after, uh, later on that day after the interview, we got together, me and Stu and my wife, Melissa, went to the uh, Billy Idol concert, and Stu gets here, and he's like, it was like, he's like, I didn't even know you guys were doing that interview today. <laughs> it's like, it was very, like, I didn't get to do it, and I'm like, well, you know. Sorry. Shit happens, geez. shit happens. Um, Matt and I do a lot of the interviews uh, just for time, timing kind mm. of situations. Um we usually are available to do it. I like to try to get you guys in on some of them if the opportunity arises, especially if it's somebody I know that, you know, somebody's like a big a fan of. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's also hard to have one of somebody else do an episode when I know they're a big fan because I know they're going to like geek out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I always worry about that, but uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, please, if uh, they're touring in your area and you're considering going out, you should you should go out and see Sticks. It's well worth it. Um, just a lot, they're they're fun to watch, man, and they're a great band. So hopefully, Matt will get to go see them this summer. That would be really cool if you actually get to. We probably have yeah. fun with that. So, uh, guys, I want to tell you guys. Uh, obviously, we mentioned our social media earlier. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. We are on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it'd be great if you went over and followed us on all of those. I really want to push the Facebook group. Um, we have a lot of fun over there. We ask a lot of questions uh, for stuff that we put on the show. We get most of the answers through our social media where we ask you guys what you would put on playlists and things like that. Um, so I really want to push the Facebook group a little. Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Those ones I want to push a lot. The other thing I'd really like to push is YouTube. Uh, we yep. do all the Twisted Kids over there now. Uh, some are long videos. Some are, are, are YouTube shorts. Um those are a lot of fun. Um, some of those have gotten some really good, uh, we've gotten some good feedback and uh, some good views. We film those, and then Matt, uh, who knows nothing about video editing, spends Correct. a buttload of time putting those together for you guys. Uh, They're doing an awesome job. Yeah, he well, is. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he's learning a lot on the fly. So it's this whole thing. We've talked about it, but it, it played out because I do know video editing. Um, I have a degree in video editing, but... Not in video editing, but in, in audio video, you wouldn't always know it from the show. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to do video, but I just didn't have time. 
and we were talking about it one day. I said, I'd love to do it. I just I just don't have the time. And Matt just champions the shit out of it. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I'm like, like we'll do it. We'll, oh, go. we'll do this. God. Yeah, okay. Do it. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, man. But uh, cool. Let's do it. And uh, yeah, sometimes it can be a pain in the ass, as I'm sure he will attest. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes. There is nothing worse on this in, in, in this world than spending a couple hours editing something only to find out it fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say currently there's a, a potentially lost episode that we've done. I don't, that, uh, I think we can pull, may I think or may we not might be able to have to ever do some come searching, out. but uh, it was just one of the music videos. It was uh, yeah. not one of the longer ones. We could always redo it if we needed to, but yeah. Um, but I know some of the pain and uh, we really appreciate it. And I know you also have fun. So that's, oh, yeah. that's key. So. Oh yeah. Like, uh, okay. For everybody listening at home, I end up waking up early in the morning, coming downstairs, sitting in the computer. Well, this is like before so before like I go to early work in the morning. Potentially, he's, he's he's rising. I'm talking like to the street. Three forty five, four in the morning. He lights himself a there. cigarette and he straps shoes on his feet. Yeah. I wanted it really bad. <laughs> I was waiting. Like somebody, please do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I come downstairs usually have a cup of coffee, and just start editing the videos and. Even if I only get about, you know, 10, 15 minutes in and I've only edited like 30 seconds of video, I'm usually laughing so hard that I'm mm-hmm. crying, uh, trying to be very quiet because my wife is still upstairs asleep. And I've probably woken her up a few times doing this. <laughs> and I, I apologize if she's hearing this now going, yes, you have. You absolutely have woken me up. Stop doing that. Uh, but it's so much fun. Like just. Yeah. The end result is well worth it. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I, I have way too much fun doing it. So, well, I kind of want to, yeah. I kind of want to mention that for a second because, you know, for the, for those of us who are married and do this show and have very uh, tolerant wives when it comes to the, some of this stuff, uh, it means a lot to us when we see the support and, um, we get the feedback or you watch the video and you leave a comment or you, send us in, you know, your pick for something or you give us a review or any of that. It means a ton. It really yeah. does. We we greatly appreciate all of that. That being said, you guys are fucking killer. I mean, like we've numbers have grown. We've seen some just amazing stuff in the last few months and we we thank you so much for that. Like more than you know. Uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, we do have a sponsor you you hear at the beginning of every show, which is bustedtees.com and I'm going to tell you I, it was me reaching out to Busted Tees because I like their stuff. It wasn't, you know, we just half-assed pulled somebody out of thin air. They've got cool stuff. And if you didn't hear, man, you get 20% off right now if you use the code. And this isn't me just pitching another commercial. I'm saying this because if you go over there and you buy your stuff, you get 20% off. We get a, we get a small commission. What you don't know is um, there's a lot of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot we we buy a lot of equipment we pay to run the site we pay to run the feeds all kinds of stuff so um it, you might as well go get something cool and it would help us it also helps us a lot just sharing the shows um we've dropped a hundred plus episodes in total of this show not to mention videos on youtube videos on tiktok we love you all we are extremely grateful and so if you could take just a few seconds and click the, the review button on your podcatcher on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, whatever, and leave us, you know, five star or whatever they'll let you do. Um, 
by doing that, you're telling everybody at home about the show. They get to see it. It, reach, it raises us up, and the more we get, the more people will listen. Um, it does a ton. It does a whole bunch. Um, and we we it also makes us very happy to see the tapeworm showing showing some love. Like it makes us giddy inside. Like kind of stupid giddy is what it yeah. does. So if you guys have a few seconds to do that, we'd really really appreciate it. And like I said, check out the YouTube stuff, man. It's funny. And some of them are short. You don't, If you don't want to watch the 40-minute you know, movie reviews, that's fine. Um, but watch the two-minute commercials, you know, because they're, cause they're yeah. funny. They're funny as hell. That's <laughs> so, so mm-hmm. much fun. And fun well, we've do. got some good ones that are just come out, too. Yeah. So. That yeah. being said, um, please also support all the people that we play on this show, the people that we talk about on the show, the interviews. Um these are the people, they're the reason we do this, um, is because we like talking about this stuff. Um, Matt mentioned also that next week we're doing an episode on 80s TV theme songs. Uh, so much fun. That's the other reason we do this, because it's shit we like to talk about, and we know you guys like talking about it too. So uh, That's it. I think we're going to cut this one. We're going to let it go here. Please uh, just enjoy the interview. Tell other people about it. Um I think that's it. Am I forgetting anything that uh, needs to be mentioned here that I didn't mention? Because I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, listen next week. Remember the contest. Please share with others. Please support the people we talk about. I think that's all we got. Guys, we love you. Remember, until next time, we have the opportunity to speak to all of you at home to always stay, stay awesome.
got to start doing that. Yeah. In my hotel room, so I have uh, I always have the piano set up here, right? So I can just kind of play play along with things. I was going to play a few of the I was going to play a few little Beatle things in there, but I, oh. I, I don't know, we're having too much fun. But I'm just uh, behind me on TV. I'm looking at the coronation of uh, King Charles. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'm going to work on that all day. 